what's in the news right now? Like, what's 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 a? Oh, you know, what's that school? White White, White Western or something? Oh, UW, a that University that of Wisconsin. Oh, so the, the Wisconsin. Yeah, did you? Yeah, Whitewater. The school finally responded, but it was like it was a completely insubstantial PR response. Like, oh, you know, we take this seriously. We have zero you know, zero tolerance for this kind of stuff. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if they follow up. There's, there's been a who, lot of Twitter activity wait, so about to, it. To who definitively is the Starkey guy? What's his name? Matthew Starkey. He's the one who like, he put on this, I don't know what it was like a, like a Facebook post where it's like a he's got a fucking salad bowl yeah. on his head and he's pulling his eyes back. Yeah. Doing like a chinky face and saying That's like, this is what you do when your Asian crush, uh, doesn't, doesn't says she only likes Asian girls. Is he, is he, he was a prof- he's a professor there or something? He's a he's a yeah he's a professor. Oh dude. my god, like that's so disgusting, man. Well, it says instructor. Maybe he's not like a Maybe professor. TA. He might, but he's some kind of authority. Yeah, but figure, notice that like they student. don't the school's not like disturbed by the fact that he's talking about crushing on Asian like obviously talking about his students. You know what I mean? Like they they don't they don't think about that. They're just kind of like, uh, it doesn't seem that racist i mean you know and then the guy gave an excuse where he was like oh i was just buying into existing stereotypes fuck off such bullshit it's it's definitely the school is definitely only concerned about limiting the pr damage they don't i mean they were deleting facebook's off of their page that were that were criticizing them and people were taking screenshots of their comments on the facebook page and then showing that they were indeed censoring comments. I think one thing that's a factor is that they probably this part this kind of stuff probably happens so often that if they act against him, they might fear, oh, we're gonna have to act against everybody who kind of does this <laughs> stuff, especially against Asians, especially against Asian yeah. women. We'd lose they'd lose half their instructors. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in, especially in the like a- Asian languages department, you know that shit happens. <laughs> Say what you will about pissed off people on the internet, but like Casey Casey went after him pretty hard and then yeah, she Casey. ended up on like lo- local news. K-R-O-W, local news, and they actually did a pretty good segment where they, you know, they weren't minimizing the problem. They were like, this is clearly fucked up. They showed the picture, you know, they got a statement from the guy, and they let Casey talk about it, and I was like, man, this is some, like, local podunk news station in, like, Whitewater, Wisconsin. Nice job. Yeah. I'll give you credit for that, for sure. Like, it's it's kind of making people uncomfortable that there is such a thing left as acceptable racism. Right, like you can't deny that this is happening. It's real. If this had happened to, if he had done that against any other group, uh, like the consequences would be pretty severe in this day and age. The the, the news station definitely had her name and face. It said K- Casey Lee with her face, and then underneath in big words, attorney. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. like, oh, that's what it takes to be considered like legit. But I am glad that I'm glad that it was an Asian woman who called this out. I think that mm-hmm. that to me made a big difference. I mean, on top of the fact that she's a lawyer and that she's outspoken, but I think it is important that a woman did this because the attack was so directly on Asian guys. Like he was mimicking an Asian guy and then he followed up with a short dick joke and all this stuff. And it's like, of course, an Asian guy is going to be pissed about that. So if an Asian guy goes on and starts complaining about it, it's like, well, you're the aggrieved party. You just you're. It's kind of like a he said, he said thing where it's kind of like, yeah, he said something and they pissed you off or whatever. But an Asian woman can kind of triangulate the situation a little bit to say like, you know, you could try in some sick way to interpret this as a white guy saying how much he loves Asian girls. Yeah, we're not having any of it either. There's always that weird out because it's a gendered racism that 
her being a woman is just that much more effective in calling it out. And that that Starkey guy, I guarantee you, if it was like a guy, like just a regular guy confronting him, he would not have like slinked away the way he did. And I hate to say it, but that means that you know the that the silence of the Asian woman is kind of the escape hatch for guys like that. You know what I mean? Because they're only targeting the Asian guy. The Asian female, the silence of Asian woman is he's he's kind of kind of like saying, hey, well, half of y'all are acceding to this, so. It's just you, bro, you know? Yeah. Well, especially because a lot of the times the guys that make those jokes, they're they're doing that uh, for Asian women, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And let's, so, let's... yeah, if the Asian woman isn't going to shut it down, then he's going to say, oh, I, <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, they're that's, cool with this. The optics are this, uh, this dorky dude. It, I mean, the situation, it's basically like, come on, right? That he was a dorky come on that he was trying to, uh, trying to, I don't know, talk through. I don't know exactly like why he did what he did, but ba- that's the line. And then that, that a, a woman stepped up and is like, yeah, no, sorry. That's, that's not going to happen. Like that. There's, there's some power to that in a very gendered way. Escape from plan A. What's the fucking mind? What are you doing? I do. You know what? You wouldn't know. Would you? Where have you been? You would have no idea. Let me fill you in. Okay. Ever since you got engaged, everything's turned to shit. You know what? This is supposed to be about my time. You have managed to ruin every event in my wedding. Thank you very much. Okay, well, thank you very much. It's all her fault and it's not mine. And you would know that if you got your beautiful haired head out of your asshole. In fact, out of her asshole, which I'm sure is perfectly bleached. You know what? It is. And you know how I know? Because I went to the fucking salon with her and I got my asshole bleached too. And I love my new asshole. You know what? Why can't you just be happy for me? Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Escape from Plan A. Uh, I'll be your host today. I'm Jess. Uh, I am currently holding hostage teen. Hey, hey, this is Dean. How's everyone doing? Oxford. Help. Actually, this is quite nice to not have to host. I feel very <laughs> relaxed in the passenger seat. Stockholm syndrome. There you go. Okay. It kicked in early for you, Oxford. Okay. Um, and John. Hey, what's up? Cool. Doing well, doing well. Cool. Doing well. To get out of here in one piece. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see how you do. So today, I want to play a game. Uh, so today, what we want to talk about is... Uh, Exactly what's trying to get a better grip on what's going on between Asian men and Asian women, specifically in these online spaces that all of us have uh, some familiarity with. So uh, it's it's a complicated situation. And it's at this point, it's, it's generations deep. So we're all we're all kind of carrying baggage that all of us uh, that we're not responsible for it, but we are but we are struggling with it. And we, we do have we do have some burden to bear here. So, in particular, wanted to, I want to talk about uh, through the talk about this through the lens of um, Asian men reactions to Asian women. So, I'm just gonna go right on in and jump in with a question that I'll I'll leave it to you guys to talk through. Uh, so, the first one is why, why do Asian men online seem so suspicious or uh, sometimes even downright hostile to? Um, to Asian female success. I mean, oftentimes the reaction would be before any any particular uh, thing is is out there, like like backlash against an author for a book that hasn't even been published yet, or a movie that isn't out, uh, things like that. So I just want to talk about talk about that. What, there's definitely an undercurrent of uh, of anger there. So uh, I'll pass that on to you guys. 
All right, I'll just take a quick stab at first, just uh, answer in the most simple way possible, is that a lot of these women historically have been with white men. That's really the most simple, honest way to get to it. And I think a lot of the distrust and upset is that, okay, so if, if these women are going to be upheld as aspirational figures for uh, all Americans, but especially like Asian, Asian Americans, especially like young Asian American girls to look up to, and almost all of them are always with white men. You can just look back in like whatever field, TV, literature, um, you know, like business, uh, a lot of them are with white men. And, and that's where the distrust comes from. I think if, if you saw a lot more figures like, like a Grace Meng or Judy Chu or Ali Wong, like Asian guys don't have any problems with those women. And, uh, not coincidentally, they're all with Asian men. So I think it's much more about the fact that it's not that they're resenting the success. It's that, they're resenting the fact that so many of these women are with white men. And that is, I think to me, pretty clearly the, the result of a very biased system in which you need access to those white spaces, usually which comes with having white partners, having white friends. And that's what the Asian men are angry about. What do you guys think? Yeah, definitely. There's a an asymmetry, I think, in how, how much support Asian men uh, get from larger American society compared to Asian women. I, th- I think about this all the time, or not all the time, but w- on this topic uh, in Alex Tizon. Is it Tizon? Tizon? I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, in his book, uh, Little Big Man, I think it's called, uh, he has a diary entry. or he, he There's a section where he's going over his mother's uh, journals, and his, his mother was taking notes on her experience assimilating into American society and her her husband, or Alex's father. And it was night and day, the experiences that they that they had. Um, his mother was being invited all over the place. Doors were being opened for her by white men, uh, whereas his father was getting doors shut in his face over and over again, even though he was an experienced attorney. Um, and I think that is an extreme example, perhaps, but or at least just in one anecdotal example, but. Um, I think that pattern is kind of seen again and again, and, and there's a certain element of perhaps you could say jealousy. Uh, I don't know exactly what you want to call it, but it's definitely unfair uh, to see that and feel like you're, because you're an Asian man, you aren't getting opportunities. Uh, I think, um, I, look, I'll be, I, I don't think that's it. I mean, I, I think you got to, I think the problem is like we're taking this, uh, this question kind of too head on almost in a way and like, just like step back for a second, think about the question. Right. I think I think the question is like along the lines of why are Asian men suspicious or resentful of successful Asian women? Why is that? And I think embedded in that question is this weird assumption that we should be happy for other people's success just on a basic level. And to to think otherwise, because of the way the question's posed, it's kind of setting up this thing like if you don't agree with that, if you're not happy for someone else's success, then you're just you know, you're just, you just, you're, you're just a hater, right? Like you, you cheer on failure, but that's not what this is asking. We're talking about really public famous examples of success. There is no reason why we should by, by default be happy that someone succeeded, right? You could say Donald Trump is a really successful person. That doesn't mean I'm happy about that. You know what I mean? So, well, that's true. That's speaking. That's because presumably they're well, part not of our necess- Okay, that, uh, let's get to that in a sec. But I'm just saying the first part of this is, 
this assumption that we should be happy for someone else's success. But I think the more basic real reality there is I don't give a shit about anyone's success. I care about what they do with that success. You know, if you're successful and you use it in a really fucked up negative way, then why would I be happy about this person's success? You know, so you so you could take, for example, if you take an Asian woman is extremely successful and she decided to devote her life from, you know, very early on towards public service and she just spent enormous, you know, just a passion and dedication rising up through the ranks, getting recognized for her skill and either, you know, goes into electoral politics or whatever, becomes like governor, right? Or, I don't know, takes the public, you know, the public servant route, becomes head of, you know, some, you know, huge multi-billion dollar budget government agency. If I just said that and said an Asian woman was able to do that despite the odds, I feel like there's a pressure on us to support her as Asians, right? But then you look at the reality and you look at an Elaine Chow or you look at a Nikki Haley and what they've done both to get there and what they've done with that power. And it's absolutely disgusting. And it's not limited to Asian men that find it disgusting what they've done. Elaine Chow standing next to Donald Trump the day after the, 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 the riots or the, the, the hate march in Charlottesville. With that smile on her face saying, I stand behind my man, both of them, meaning Trump and McConnell. And the question being, why are you resentful of Asian women's success? You look at Nikki Haley and the things that she's been saying about foreign, foreign countries, herself an immigrant, the things that she's been saying about foreign countries and foreign people in the UN, absolutely disgusting. But there's this n need for us to support that. It's just, I don't know. Okay, but those are those are very easy examples, though, of just power and success gone terribly wrong. And Jong said something about the in-group identification right because okay like an asian guy asian guys might get happy if they see like another asian guy open a successful restaurant and like morally speaking that that's that's t totally neutral it's like a guy's business succeeding but intrinsically we feel we want to root this guy on right whereas with but like let's say like an like an asian woman who's not like an elaine child someone who's very obviously just pure evil but someone who just did something neutral like maybe set up a successful etsy business and you know appeared on some show uh and then asian guys they start immediately suspecting okay is this like is she like down with us or is she just like another one of these uh so i think no i think the interesting thing about that is that that just shows that there is this lapse in in-group identification and i think like for instance like when a lot of people attack something like the joy luck club or like one of its you know similar types of stories a, a common defense that asian women say is uh well this this isn't about you guys this is about asian women so this is kind of like our own thing. And that to me shows that there is this decoupling at, that an Asian woman's story does not necessarily include an Asian man. Yet then afterwards, and if they get upset that we don't automatically support them, well, haven't they just answered their own question? Because if you have decoupled us from your own fortunes, then why are, are we supposed to automatically support you? To totally agreed. And I think the, the thing about the exceptional, because we're always focused on the really exceptional successes, that there has been a I, th I don't think like uh, Elaine Chow's are exceptions. I think that to us, when we look at when we look at the, the the really public examples of success, we often see what you're talking about a total disregard for their you know what we consider the in group that bind that supposedly binds us to them, right? And we I think what pisses me off, and I and maybe we could talk about Chloe Kim for a sec because there's been a lot of like let's say preemptive questioning of her which is unfair because she's like, what, 17, 18 years old. But 
I think what happens is we've been asked to support them as by default, as on the basis that they're in-group, that they're Asian. But if you look at the history and the pattern of Asian women who knock it out of the park, right? They, they after, after you've supported them, there's almost like no, there's almost nothing given back. It's like you put all this investment in and you're meant to like really, you know, support them on the basis that we have some connection to them. And then you look and then you look at the most prominent examples and a lot of them don't even consider themselves Asian or have any particular interest in Asian, especially Asian men. So I think with, say, a Chloe Kim, there was an intense pressure for Asian Americans to see her, promote her on the basis that she's a young Asian American woman. And that alone, I think, is a positive thing. And we should be doing that. But I do understand the skepticism to say, like, what's the return on that investment? Honestly, it's really poor. Like, I think that's I think that's what it is. I think it's and it's not just about being with white men, though. That's often one of the I mean, that's that's more often the case than not by far. But I think it's what they do with it. It's like they just I mean, take take someone like take someone like um, uh, on the on the like so, take someone like online that 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 has been doing a lot of stuff like Paget Paget Kagi with with her sort of like AMAF romance videos and stuff. You know, I think a lot of guys online were saying like, you know, despite the fact that she's with a white guy, uh, well, she's she's putting in the work and she's she's you know amplifying you know things that we care about in the community, so they're fine with her. You know, I don't I don't think being with a white guy is the the dispositive well, issue. I don't know. Uh, I I would push back on that just a bit. Um, I mean. Uh, she's been in these online. Oh, her name has been in these online spaces for a little while. I don't think she's particularly active. I don't know most of them, uh, and I've seen evolution on her. I've seen some evolution on the opinion of her. I think when she first came onto the scene, she was uh, people were willing to be uh, more willing to be supportive. And then as time went on, even though her work never changed, her message did not change. Nothing about her series changed. Uh, I was seeing more and more backlash against disqualifying her, and it revolves entirely around her, her white partner. So, I mean, in aggregate, from from a female perspective, it just it seems like um, you can do, you can put in the work, but will still be disqualified based on that one factor. Jess, do you think there is a sense of inflated expectations as time goes on? Like, okay, you you made a show about this, but now you need to you know, take it to the next level. and I'm not sure, because uh, the, the, uh, the mention of her work uh, never really varied. Um, and, and to be fair, every time there is a negative pressure on her uh, or some, some, someone calling for, you know, cutting off support for her work because she can't, she doesn't represent Asians or whatever, there's always someone who's a little more moderate saying, well, she's, regardless of her personal life, she is putting the work in to do this, so we should... Uh, so we should at least, you know, hold off on the vitriol. Uh, but over over time, I see a, a downward trend. It, it's a more negative opinion people have. And I, nothing about her work has changed. In fact, I think she just closed the funding uh, funding round for her next season of Cat Loves LA. Um, and so nothing about that has changed. It's just the fact that she's over time she's getting increasingly disqualified for that reason. I think I think one problem is that uh, especially in the Reddit, I, th- I think as more of the because I'm on like Twitter, I see like a lot of support for her, and I think those are the people 
who've kind of graduated from Reddit, but then they leave behind a vacuum. So then you got all <laughs> these. From. Then you got all these like dumbasses with just like just created an account recently, don't really know anything, um, haven't really put in a lot of time or work into all this, and then they just start shooting off their mouth about all this bullshit. I think that that's one problem. Uh, I, I have seen some of that on Reddit, um, and and just going off on this thing, I, I do think. I mean, I always try to preach this like. It, it should not be a disqualifying factor. Like, it should be a factor, just like we always, you know, if somebody purports to be part of a cause, we're always evaluating them somehow. And it does seem like your like social choices definitely should be a factor, but it can't be the only factor. It should just be like, okay, if you have like a white partner, maybe there's like a like a heightened standard of some sort, but it's not, shouldn't just be, okay, you're, you're out of there. That's, you know, that's pretty stupid. A lot of people would get disqualified, including someone like Eddie Huang, whom I like a lot of these guys love. You know, you don't want to disqualify an Eddie Huang. Definitely. I, I agree with Team that it's ultimately about what they're doing with their power or influence. And I think uh, we, we you know, as we all know, there was a lot of drama with Chloe Bennett and Logan Paul um, now that they've revealed that they're dating. And I remember, uh, I remember a friend of mine was showing me very excitedly one of, one of Bennett's I, I think it was an IG post and it was kind of just waxing poetic about Asian men and how, how attractive Asian men are and how, like how valuable we are and worthy of love. And yeah, it was like this, like, you know, it was, it felt good. It was, I was like, at the time I was like, okay, cool. Let's see where this goes. Um, but Hey, it's, it's a start for sure. I'm not mad at it. Um, but then you, you know, time goes on and Logan Paul, does a lot of shitty things and then you see her defend her uh defend him and and that's when asian guys are kind of like okay like you said all these nice things about it uh, about us but when when it really comes down to it you are protecting somebody who is actively uh harming the the asian american community like what what's the deal there yeah, and I think another example of what you do with power. There's that that play that just came out on on Broadway that called like Straight White Straight White Men, or is it Straight, Straight White Men, by by a Korean American playwright, and like that's, like all that's an interesting uh, that's an interesting place you went with the title. Yeah, and then like all these people are celebrating like oh this is like the first Asian American woman to be produced on Broadway, but it's like honestly for like us Asian guys, what what exactly does this do? It's like it's yet another story of an Asian American woman telling her story that's like completely fixated around white people or white men. And yeah, I mean, she might be critical of it, but it's like this does nothing for for me spe- uh, specifically. If you're an Asian guy out there standing for that, it's like it makes you put you in a really awkward position as an Asian guy to be like to to be like publicly vocal and proud of an Asian American woman who did a play called Straight White Men. And that is exactly what the play is. And that's the only thing that it contains. Right. It's just weird. Like, why would I care about that? You are being written out of your own narrative. Actually, that, um, that's something that's a phrase I kind of borrowed from uh, Ben Esfanaim. I want to give credit to him. He wrote this great article on, on his blog called uh, The Asian American Gender Gap, which we'll put in the reference resources. But yeah, it, it just talks about how, you know, for the past few decades, the whole like WMAF narrative has been systematically been used to kind of become the Asian American narrative because it's very pro-assimilation and it doesn't upset the existing hierarchies uh, in white society. So there it is. But, that, but that's my point is, <clears throat> is like, 
I, I think the play is supposedly pretty good. I don't know. I've read some stuff about it. It asks interesting questions, generally speaking, about straight white male identity in the U.S., which is something that is worth talking about. But the problem is, again, it's to me, it's not, you know, whether... It, it's not whether we feel like we've been written out of that narrative, per se. I, it's like, embed, again, going back to the original question, why are we suspicious of Asian female success? Embedded in that is this assumption that we should be happy for her. We should be supporting her as just a, like a default state. Like, an Asian woman did something. Why aren't you guys supporting her? Uh, I don't think Asian guys are out there, like, straight up denigrating her or hating on her or whatever. But I think a lot of that negative reaction comes from this pervasive, if you go into any online forum or you go into like, you know, any Asian American outlet like NBC News or whatever, there's a constant celebration of people doing things simply because they're Asian. And it's always like first Asian American woman to this, first Asian American woman to that. And which is fine. There's no there's no problem with that. But it comes with. Now, are you guys going to applaud or are you going to be haters? Whereas for this, I'm just like, can we just accept that this is irrelevant to us completely? Okay, but I I would say, let's say there was a story, like first Asian American woman to ride a hot air balloon around the world, but she did it with her Asian husband. I guarantee you all the guys would love that. And I think because I don't I don't think that's just a neutral. I don't think thi- people would give a shit about that. No, I think they would because and I think that's why this is why because there is almost no image promoting uh, like Asian couples. In, okay, then in if that's the case, if that's the case, then it's only because we've been painted into this corner of having to support things we either don't care about or are terrible, right? And I think this may be a reaction to just saying, "Get this pressure off of me." Like I don't want to have to like with Chloe Kim as an example. There, I mean, just think about the amount of pressure that there was to to support her because she was an Asian woman. It's an intense amount of pressure that was coming from the mainstream media, that was coming from everywhere, getting blitzed with it. You know, we had I, I had written an article about it saying that there are actually political reasons as to why that was happening, right? Like, it's no accident that this was occurring, you know, in Korea. Like, the, the, this amount of blitz for Chloe Kim was probably due in part to the fact that this was taking place in Korea, and this was really going to up, like, you know, the, Ameri- the, the status of American, right? So there was like this, there was, if you really think about it, there's like other layers to why we're being asked to support her. And we're just being told this, given this very simplistic command, support all Asian women. And it's just not something that, you know, I, I think we necessarily need to be doing. Especially, not Chloe Kim obviously is cool, but I'm saying like, there's so many examples where... I, I, I don't think we just shouldn't support them. I think we should be actively resisting them. So then is it, people. do you think, to you, it might be fair to to say that Asian men are not, we're not suspicious of success per se, but we are tired of seeing a pattern where success is not is not used in a way that's helpful. I, I think in the general, in the general sense, I think nobody, there's no reason for a person to be happy for the success of another person, right? Like, why would I be happy that someone got appointed CEO of a company? I don't give a shit, right? But if that person does something good with that, like, you know, out of the ordinary good or out of the ordinary bad, then I'd have a position on it. But like this idea that just as a general matter, we should just be totally happy. Like take, for example, someone that I really do support, um, who I'm really ecstatic about, an Asian woman, uh, uh, Ellen Powell, 
She's not married. I think she's married to a black man, right? Uh, I don't. I'm not excited about her because all of she's a representative of Asian male, Asian female coupling or whatever. I don't care. The reason I support and am excited about someone like Ellen Powell is not because she was successful and she got to the upper tier of you know Kleiner Perkins and you know one of the, the the most powerful venture capital firm. I don't care about her success. I care about what she did with it, which is was her willingness to throw it away, to challenge the white male hierarchy of that firm. Okay, so so we so you're you're touching on a couple of things. So a the question that I would pose then is, would we be happier or more functional at least uh, if we stopped assuming that Asian men and Asian women were part of the same in-group? Are we functionally different groups, and should we we be acting this way? And second question to that, in all of this, uh, what are the necessary and what's the necessary condition and what's a sufficient condition for? Uh, in-group support in this case? And if it's not what is, then what should it be? So let's articulate what the necessary and sufficient uh, criteria are for in-group support. I'll, I'll take that first question. Well, if you're going to ask, um, are, are like Asian men and Asian women like part of different groups? I mean, that's what we're trying to fix, right? Um, we want us to just feel um, this just like intrinsic uh, happiness when we see someone of our group because I mean we constantly talk about you know the need for an Asian American perspective the need for like Asian American political like consciousness well that doesn't work if you don't have that kind of gut feeling um, and I don't want it to be too predicated on um, well I'm only gonna root for this person if they're like taking on this incredibly righteous crusade against some evil in the world I think there is some merit in just being a good person and being a success. I mean, one example I'll use is I mean, uh, when David Chang came out with Ugly Delicious, I mean, we got to see his wife for the first time. And uh, some like, Asian women in my life, I even posed this to some people in Plan A. I asked them, look, were you happy that David Chang is on TV? He's like this successful Asian guy uh, doing all these cool things. And lo and behold, he's like bringing an Asian woman along with his ride to the top. And they all said yes. And that's a perfectly reasonable, sane answer that we should all understand. But yet, for some reason, Asian American society, just because of all the fucked up things we have about assimilation and all that, that that's always seen as like something really weird, especially if, um, if like men expect that of women. Um, whereas you see this all the time in online, uh, other minority communities. And it, it just, it's just so frustrating that we can't articulate this very basic truth about being a minority in America, in which case you should identify with each other and you should want to see, you want to see that it's possible for your group to not have to give in to whiteness. No, that's an important point. But I want to make clear that what, you know, the way you brought that up, the part that I really do agree with is to say that when an Asian, an Asian couple between an Asian American man and an Asian American woman or Asian people living in America, that's a very different subjective experience than an Asian woman with a white man or vice versa. Right. So I think that What's important to me is not who particular, you know, person A is with or this Asian, like who is her partner because I like, I care about her, her personal decisions as if they affect me. They don't. The, the, the reason I think that it's important is because if you're putting out work, if you're putting out representation, if you're speaking for the community or whatever, I think we got to be comfortable with the idea that who your partner is will affect how you see things, you know? And that's, for example, why someone like Julie Chen is yeah, someone I that Julie I think Chen. Asian guys should support, and a lot of them do, is because because she's with a white man. She has been very vocal about how her experience as an Asian woman is different than your than than 
than most Asians. Or maybe not most anywhere. But it's not like people don't, I don't like be like, oh, you, you chose a white man, you're out, you can't speak. No, you can speak, but you got to speak honestly about your experience. And it's a similar suspicion that I have of Celeste Ang writing about, you know, the reverse couple, an Asian, Asian male couple, is why, are you, why, why, why speak and represent about something that you don't live? Like that's the part that I don't get is... Is it is it trying to meet a market demand? Like kind of like when when Jong, you said Chloe Bennett was out there saying like how Asian guys are hot or whatever. Like is she saying that just because she knows that that is like an issue that she can speak to and is going to rally support? And I think that I think if it's not just you know oh if you have a I don't think it's as simple as if you have if you're with a white guy you can't speak. I think there are certain things. I think we got to get this clear. If an Asian woman is with a white man that there are certain aspects of being Asian that they don't experience, at least not in their current yes, relationship. fully agree. And if they're speaking to those kinds of experiences, there is a question mark around it. I don't think that, I think the problem is that we get a lot, with a, we put the cart in front of the horse a lot of times and we turn being with a white man into some kind of leading indicator, an initial, like if you're with a white man, you can't, you know, X. Or if you're not with an Asian guy, you cannot absolutely X. I think you got to look at what they're doing, you know, which is why I don't really care about the race of Ellen Powell's. I don't care because what she's doing has nothing to do with that. But someone who's out there like Celeste Ang, who's writing a story about an Asian man and his marriage and his inner thoughts about love and family. Meanwhile, she's saying, you know, I cannot find Asian men attractive. I simply can't. That to me is like, you know, red alert. Like, why would you be writing about an Asian guy if you yourself can't even get into that mind space? It's very suspicious to me, you know? Yeah, I fully agree about that point about if you have a white partner, you are... I mean, yeah, like, yeah, obviously you're still Asian and, and how you look, but you do have a distinctly different experience. And, and this goes exactly uh, the same for Asian men as well. Uh, it just said if it, you know, if it, if it happened more often and like all the like prominent Asian men and all the like Asian male like storytellers all had white wives, I think it, this would just be as pertinent. I think we just tend to focus more on the women just because it, it's a bit imbalanced. But I, I think that's a reason why, um, like, like that's one of the things that really pisses Asian guys off because we are tr- we are told to uh, follow this narrative that does not include us. Uh, I think this goes to also why we may not feel that intrinsic support for successful Asian women who you know have like white husbands. Like that fundamentally does not include us. You just look at there. There is no Asian man there, and and to me that's fine. Like there are like we don't have to be included in everything, but we have to be able to then find something of our own. And we can't do that cuz like everyone's just telling us, well, this is like an Asian woman, you're all Asian, you all like have like epicanthic folds on your eyes, so you're all the same, right? So go cheer go cheer her on. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, it's that pr- it's that pr- exactly. It's that pressure for us to to support Asian women in their success because if we don't do it, we're we're by default or by assumption, cheering on their failure. And I think that the push, a lot of what we see and interpret online, this is, this is my, where I'm, I guess how I interpret things lately, is that a lot of the really negative stuff, and Jess, I'm not trying to defend the things that guys say, obviously, but I'm trying to source it to a place that is more, to me, a more reasonable, like a more understandable and realistic origin than just Asian guys are, you know, um, ethno-nationalist mate garters, 
right? Which is an identity that I absolutely 100% like just disavow, okay? But what I'm saying is that a lot of the things that you see is a resistance to a pressure that we've all assumed is valid. So, so we see the pushback, but we don't see how the pressure is a problem, right? So, so we just isolate the, the pushback and say, man, these guys are, you know, like all they want to do is, just, you know, they're really about owning Asian women, which is something that Aaron Chu says all the time. These guys just want to own Asian women. Now, I understand that the, 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 the really heated, nasty shit and the harassment and all that stuff is real. And Asian guys need to call that out because it is not representative of us. And for us to understand why that happens, I think, is important because as an Asian guy, you don't want to be gaslit into identifying with that pushback as an as coming from an illegitimate place. Like there is something wrong with you if you're out there thinking fucked up thoughts. That doesn't mean that it's I think the problem is that we have so internalized the 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 correctness of 100% supporting all other Asians out there, no matter what. I think the default is like, prove it to me. Why should I support you? You know what I mean? And, and it's not legitimate to go out and ask for Asian men to support Asian women all the time. You know, and I think if you take a look at Hari Kondabalu, what he said about, and this isn't just, it's not just about Asian women too. He had a series of tweets. Where, remember when Ajit Pai was it like all up in the news because He's the head of, he's the chair of the FCC, and he was basically going to rescind all the net neutrality rules. Hari Kandabalu came out and was just like, look, I'll be honest, I'm ashamed that he's Indian. That's a, you know, that's a legitimate thought is like, you know, th- th- I'm fucking ashamed of this guy. Like, I wish it was a white guy so I could more easily hate on him. And Elaine Chow, I, you know, it would be so easy for me to say like Steve Mnuchin, who was in that same, you know, who was in that same press conference. He's a, he's disgusting. And I fucking hate him. That's easy to say because he's a white man. But see, there's this pressure to be like, oh, but Elaine Chow, despite that, you know, she's an Asian woman. And there's a lot of there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of it's difficult for an Asian woman to get there. You know, we should be we should be um, sympathetic to the things that she's had to overcome to get where she is. And I'm like, no, fuck that. No, no. Would kind of look at like, let's think about where does that attitude of we should always support our own. Uh, where do we generally see it, right? We generally, we see it very commonly in the African-American community. Uh, but even in their community, it's about what people are doing with their influence. Like there's a there's a lot of African-Americans who do not support Tyler Perry despite his success. Jung, you shared that, uh, I don't know if it was on Instagram or, or, or Twitter or whatever. It was by some black woman who I think said something about Michael B. Jordan. Because I think he's, he's like, um, he's like dating, I think a, like a Latino woman uh-huh. or a very light-skinned black woman. I'm not sure. Uh, but it, what was really funny was that if you just like switched a few of the words to uh, around, it just sounded like something that came exactly out of like Asian male Reddit. Yeah, I just yeah, found that yeah, hilarious. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't recall where exactly it was from. I th- I'm pretty sure it was IG. It's made the rounds. Um, Jess, you probably have other questions too, I'm sure. Uh, let's see. I think a lot of the signal is getting muddled because of the ambient noise that is harassment online. So we talk about support, but sometimes when Asian women are talking about why won't you support us, it's it's not even just uh, it's not about being vocal or you know opening your wallet or or, or anything like that. Sometimes it's uh, it's it can just mean why why do you not speak against the harassment, right? Or why do you not stand a little stronger against abuse of women who uh, women online? 
So when we're talking, like when we're talking about support, we're talking about a, a wide spectrum of sentiment. At the very least, the very lowest end of that is simply just uh, you don't have to support necessarily. You just not ha- you just don't have you just shouldn't harass, right? Um, so I want to talk about I want to talk about that for a second. So oftentimes, uh, and this has been going on for years now. So I understand that this is it's a really tough issue to unpack. So oftentimes. Uh, Asian women will uh, present a case that they've been receiving harassment or abuse from uh, in online spaces, so usually anonymous, and they try to call out, you know, misogyny or patriarchy or some combination thereof in the responses that they're getting, presumably from from Asian men. And then the response to that, to the woman saying that, so often often validates that sentiment. That it off the reaction does actually sound misogynistic or patriarchal or what have you. So I want to I want to talk through that. What's going on there? What why what is this internalized baggage going on that's reflecting itself in this kind of uh, sick dynamic here? Yeah. First, I just want to address the like harassment stuff. That shit just needs to just fucking get cut out. I mean, this it like pisses me off so much because like we're here trying to do this work uh we're putting in, in time and these these fuckers who i like you know they they have probably no talent no skill the only thing that makes them feel kind of alive and powerful is to go on on their keyboard and and attack these women whom they know very little about get their little like emotional masturbation out of them feel good about themselves a little bit and just ruin things for everyone so like fuck these people yeah. we really do need to for just real. call them out as much as possible and I think, um, but if there is that kind of reluctance, I mean, I think Jess, you articulated it very well many times yourself in that, we, like, we obviously know this is wrong, but it's just like, as soon as we, it, it, it's sometimes used, like those extremists are sometimes used to just kind of uh, silence the, the bigger crowd. Um, and I think there is that kind of resentment that, okay, we're not gonna, we don't really when you, like they'll say like oh not all the guys but just the harassers but they kind of know the net effect will be that any Asian guy who dares to talk about like WMF issues are going to get swept under that and they're just is kind of like well we're not going to help you because we know what you're going to do and I think there's there's that distrust and that's my point of view. I, I kind of would plus one on that. I mean my the- favorite my favorite line um, that I that I saw was. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's actually kind of beautiful in simplicity. It's how dare you call me a misogynist? You cunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's it, it's like like what are like what we're talking about? The people who are actually like reflecting, the, saying these things, um, did not start this dynamic. We're just kind of reproducing what we've seen uh, mm-hmm. for years now. And what we're we're not actually responding to this person. We're responding to years of collected yes. baggage. No, that's so a great point. It's re- actually really unfair, and you see this in the interaction. Like, why are you coming down on me like this? Like, I didn't do this to you. What the hell? And then they're almost being held to account for. They're being held to account for everyone in this uh, nebulous bad guy uh, category. So it it really kind of messes up online dynamics. I think that's a great point you you bring up there. That like. As individuals, we are asked to answer for the for the group. That's tough. That's a tough position for any single person to be in because one, most of the people who are willing to engage and and, and have that discussion probably is not the person going out and harassing folks, right? So, they, I mean, they might not even have an answer. But let's be okay. Let's talk about that for a sec because 
let's be very honest about what we do as as Asian as us as a group. I'm talking about Plan A. In many ways, we do take it upon ourselves to speak for the group. I mean, we we can try to disavow that when it's convenient or whatever. Like for example, when we're talking about massive online harassment, but. You know, if if we're going to go out and say that we are we are speaking for a group, we got to be, we we got to at least, we got to at least try and and, and understand it to, to um and to not just dismiss it as as an aberration. And I think that, and I 100% agree with all of you, uh, that you know, there's really no space to debate harassment as a behavior. And if we're debating that, that's a problem. So if we're out there. You know, you see someone doing that and you're talking about just saying stop and then they come back with, but what about this? But what about the extent to which Asian women did or whatever? That's not like a legitimate response to behavior to which there's no justification, right? Okay, that's that's just saying that there's, there's, there's standards that are deeper than disagreements, right? There's just basic behavioral standards that you agree to as a human being on the internet. Okay, but however, I would say that, you know, in general... That all of the toxic identities that you see online, they have a they have a mirror. That the identities that we see online don't exist solely in isolation. That they are that they are a reflection of another identity. So, as an example, like I have a real problem with this concept of or this word or this or this insult of calling people incels. Uh, one, because uh, it doesn't work because apparently these, I'm not talking about Asian incels, I'm talking about incels, right? Uh, mostly white, that they just went ahead and ran with it. They were like, yep, that's our identity. That's who we are. And wrapped up in the insult incel is the very thing that perpetuates toxic masculinity, which incel is an insult based on your inability to get sex. So it immediately sets up this concept and it and it legitimizes the concept that in order to be a man you got to go get sex right so it that's what it's hinging on and that hinge it's like there's identities on both sides of it that are that are that are causing this and so i see asian guys and i'm like what's the mirror to that identity what's causing that you know like are we are there are things that i think we're not aware of that we don't see that when I went online, I was starting to see. I was starting to see the amount of trolling, the sheer amount of trolling that was happening. I think a lot of it was done by white guys posing as Asian women. But, you know, when you brought this stuff up and I was like, I remember trying to talk to people that were sort of in more mate, like, you know, like feminists and stuff that, that were accusing these spaces online as being the source of a sort of self-emergent misogyny. I was saying like, no, there are things that are causing this. There, there are, you should see some of this, the, I don't know if, yeah, I would call it harassment, a sexualized harassment that occurs against Asian guys in the, in the form of Asian women doing it. I doubt it was Asian women, but a lot of these guys are young and dumb. You know, they're, they're, they're gullible. Or even knowing it's a white troll, you know that the reason it's effective is because there are truths behind the things that they're saying. Well, a lot of us have experienced this in real life. It's not just on the internet, like especially the old, I would say the guys on the older end of the generation have definitely heard these types of comments said by Asian women in person in their company. Uh, one thing I want to say to Asian women is like, I hear a lot of, especially nowadays, there's like kind of like a backlash against our white feminism and, and things like that and totally legit. And, you know, I, I want to hear all these complaints, but to like Asian women, like if you think 
your problems with white women are legit, like, why don't you think that Asian men's problems with white men are at least as legit, if not more, considering, like, all the, you know, advantages that we all agree white men have, like evil white patriarchy, etc. Um, but like, sometimes I get the sense that white women are, are actually evil and white men are evil in kind of like a very um, abstract institutional way. But the, the white men themselves, you know, they're like pretty nice to me. So I, I don't think they're that bad. I, sometimes I, I get that kind of feeling. That, that, that patriarchy concept is very damaging in one sense, which is because it's such an unqualified assumption that men are just stronger than women. That when I saw Casey go on TV and talk about the ways white men like Matthew Starkey target Asian men, that Asian women are more powerful in speaking up against that than I think an Asian man could be. And there, 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 there are things that Asian women can do in this society based on their identity that is more powerful and potent than what an Asian man can do. And I don't, you know, I don't care how well-spoken or good-looking or whatever you are. Uh, an Asian woman going up and speaking against that kind of targeted uh, racism against Asian men is just that much more powerful. And conversely, an Asian woman that supports it or perpetuates it is also far more effective in causing that harm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good that, point. That yeah. is a good point. So that brings up another, another point. Um, so the dialogue online... Um, it seems largely there's consensus in certain corners of the internet that Asian women do have more institutional power or influence than Asian men. Um, would you agree that that's, that's true? That there is some sense of that? I, I mean, I think it varies. I think it, it depends on what, you know, I think Asian men probably do better in tech, for example, or they probably do better in, um, I don't know, medicine. I'm just pulling shit out of the air, but I'm saying as a general matter, I wouldn't say that's necessarily true, but it is unevenly distributed. And I think it's distributed in the favor of Asian women in highly visible spaces like, you know, culture and media. Yeah, I wouldn't call it institutional power by any means. I don't think any Asian American, I don't think Asian Americans in general have any kind of institutionalized power, but I think Asian women have more social and cultural power in America. I would I would say like I think there's there's like a social significance to Asian women uh, that makes them more likely. For example, if you're creating an ad for a diverse uh, photo shoot, obviously have the white people. Uh, you'd have the black man, maybe the black woman too. And then if you had to choose between an Asian man and an Asian woman, chances are you go with the Asian woman. I mean, I constantly cite the study all the time. I'm I'm like sick of myself for studying uh, citing it, but it's the William and Mary study that uh, looked at how black women and Asian men were very underrepresented in magazines. And uh, one of the most interesting things they said was, okay, so all these college students were told to write a short story about a college student. Overall, most people wrote about a man. Um, if, it were, if they said, well, write a white character, it was a man, black character, man. But when it was Asian, it was woman. And I mean, this is a pattern you see a lot. I mean, for, just like, for example, um, uh, there's like that new uh, Silk movie coming out about like sp Spider Spider Woman, like a, a f Asian f Spider Woman, and it's like lo and behold, like who's the first Asian American superhero? It's gonna be a woman. Uh, it's gonna be like this young girl too, and you know, chances are she's gonna like hook up with Spider Man. We all know how it's gonna play out. Uh, so I think there's that. I don't I don't want to say like like they're they're more privileged because that that mm. you know there's like a lot of stuff about like gender that like we as guys don't yes. know about. So I don't want to say that, but I would say that. There is that like that social significance to Asian women that uh, often puts them in a, a position of importance, especially when it's like a white guy controlling whatever space 
there is. I, I think I think that's a very important component to how the whole thing works, right? Is uh, 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 going back to the original question or the original points that we were making. I, I was saying that there is this internal pressure, like among Asians and uh, among in ourselves, and especially Asian women expecting that support from Asian men. That's between us as Asians, right? And I'm saying like just that alone, I don't think is necessarily legitimate, right? Because there are things that that we don't want to support, even though that is an Asian woman, right? But then on the other hand, there's another aspect to this, which is that we're living in a, you know, as you all are pointing out legitimately, is like there is um, a culture in media that heavily promotes Asian women over Asian men. And in, in, in aspects that, that, you know, intentionally erase the Asian, Asian guy. And then coupled on top of that is this internal pressure that we should support that. So when Silk comes out, for an example, like we're going to have to support that. And if we don't, then the default is true. We're, de- we're definitely then hating on Asian women because we, we were, we're cheering for her failure or something. And so only two is like we couldn't just say, you know what, this is a depiction that Hollywood has of Asian women that I find irrelevant. And this is about, it's not about Asian people. This is about some white fantasy of Asian women and Asian women's willingness to, to play in it. And I, it just doesn't, I, I don't care about that. It's got nothing on me. Yeah. I feel like it's a little bit like being asked to, to pitch in for your CEO's uh, party because, you know, he received a fat <laughs> bonus. <laughs> You're like, what? Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and the theme of it is going to be uh, chinky, you know, like some sort sort of orientalist shit or whatever. It's like the, not only am I pressured to support it, but it's, it's I have to support something that like I actively dislike for for legitimate reasons. It's and, degrading. It's like, well, if you think an, about it. Yeah, but they're like, but an Asian woman is getting a big fat paycheck. You know right. what I mean? Like, come on now. You know how can you hate on success? What you yeah. doing for her failure? Yeah, I, I don't know. There's just this this. There's a there's a there's a there's so much pressure coming this way that you can barely see it because we've all I you know it's all ideological now it's like it's just the current of the water and we've all accepted it and you see guys Asian guys trying to swim against this current and no one else feels this current. everyone is like what are you swimming against why are you why are you <laughs> what are you fighting you must hate Asian women you know uh-huh. uh, and it's, it's just it's an un- I've seen this over and over online it's an, it's sort of an inescapable trap I don't know if there's an easy answer to it but for me it's kind of like you know as an Asian guy I think it's worth getting it straight in your head that that's happening for the specific reason that you don't want to be susceptible to the accusations that you know, you're questioning and your, um, your, tr- you know, trepidation um, at supporting all Asian women or, or all Asian men or whatever is coming from some internal misogyny that you're not, you haven't come to terms with. I don't think that's true. I, I want to preempt one of Jess's questions about like why, what's the significance of all these like terms that some Asian guys throw around like Lou or banana ring. And, and all that. Oh, I also wanted to point out, I also pictured this as some guy like deposition uh, of Jess deposing us, but we're, we're like the worst because we're just blabbing so much. <laughs> <laughs> and the like a the record nightmare. is like, yeah, we're going to get screwed. The absolutely <laughs> reckless witness. <laughs> we need some counsel. Anyway, anyway, to Jess, to answer that question, you, know, you would have asked, um, I think, I mean, some of these terms are just terrible. Like, like you know, we all hate the term banana rang because it's, it's such a, yeah, sure. Like you don't want you don't want to like have a girlfriend who obviously just like wants you for your money and and you know loads your race. You don't want that. But just the idea that people can't 
you know, change and learn. I mean, that, that's such a hard line, like misogynistic thing to think. That's terrible. And like, like things like Lou, I mean, obviously, you know, it's not a nice thing to say, but I think the reason these people use them is just the ability to everyone to recognize that there are certain types of Asians and, and to recognize certain behavior that you're not crazy that if you keep seeing this pattern again and again, you have to be able to like classify it, almost like taxonomy, for your own good, um, and I th- and and just to be able to like, like just be able to like call it out, and everybody in the, like knows what you're talking about, to not have to go through the steps of explaining. Well, this is this, and this is that, and yeah. So I think that's behind the terms. Like some of them are offensive, but just this idea that there's certain types of Asians, and they don't represent all of us, which I think goes back to the first question of. Why don't we just automatically, intrinsically support successful Asian women? I think is this feeling that not every Asian American woman represents us. Yeah. I mean, these terms exist because these characters exist. Yeah, that's the test, right? Does, does it represent something real? So let's flip the script. Jess, do you think there's such a thing as a banana ring? Like, is that is that a common is that like a common enough occurrence? And by banana ring, of course, we mean um, an Asian woman who uh, dates white and marries Asian. Well, like to to be more specific, it's someone who uh, dates white, uh, and then it turns out that none of like the white guys really take her seriously. So then, uh, as she like gets older, she decides, okay, at least these Asian guys, they're you know dickless losers, but at least they have some money because they're doctors or lawyers or engineers. And then she like she just like goes after them. That's or yeah. or in a more charitable light that they're not they're they're you know the white guys were were never marriage were material to begin with. So. Well, I mean, people do, right? You're not, we're not, I'm not grilling you guys necessarily. It's uh, kind of talking through like a comp, like things that are common enough occurrences in other online spaces that it's kind of worth thinking through. Um, I mean, I've seen people try to disqualify, I've seen people t- say like what self-respecting man would take leftovers. No, but but no, but that's not. But but step back for a sec. What I'm saying is, yeah, banana ring. We, we it's it's been turned into a pejorative. It's been turned into an insult. But what I'm saying is, maybe we need a better word. But is it a concept that deserves a word? Is it is it a is it a is it an actual thing that happens? I think so. And if it is, then why can't yeah. it have a word? <laughs> maybe banana ring is a distasteful word, but isn't it a legitimate concept that deserves a word? And if you're saying that it doesn't deserve a word. You know, why? Like, why can't it have a word? Is it unspeakable? I think the phenomenon, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves, right? There has been a a little bit of academic inquiry into this. And it does look like people do go through, especially when they're young, you know, in their college years, uh, their young professional years, there is a period that's, and this is society-wide, this isn't limited to to our one racial group here, that there is more, that there is an experimentation phase. It's not the it's it's not the phenomenon. It's the meaning of this word that I have a problem with. Uh, this concept that uh, I mean, this concept that a woman only gets increasingly more soiled as time goes on. That men can be redeemed, but women are women carry the stain with them. That there is a that there's diminishing value, and certain actions only help accelerate that diminishment of value. And I think that's what's tied up into this concept of the banana ring. So the concept is real, but the connotation you're saying is undeserved. I think so. Yeah, I think that deserves a radical, uh, yeah, re uh, a re- redo on that. I, I think that's a, a fair point, Jess. Um, there's definitely a, a strong negative connotation, and definitely uh, for some people, there is an implication that there's like a their expiration date is closer or something like that. 
Um, I, I wanted to make one point, which is that the term banana rank does mainly get applied to Asian women, but I've definitely have heard it uh, in use towards Asian men as well, that, that date white and then end up marrying an Asian woman. Sure. I mean, the concept exists in like red pill circles, right? Not, not necessarily called banana ring, but this concept of the woman who spreads it around and is, is uh, not mindful or just gives it away for free. And then once, uh, once that clock starts ticking, you know, once her looks start to fade, she starts scrambling around in desperation to find a provider, right? That's, it's encapsulated by alpha fucks, beta bucks, right? But is it legitimate? Is it a legitimate thing for an Asian guy to tell another guy like, hey, you know, you probably want to think twice about, you know, marrying a woman like that? Is that legitimate advice for a guy to give another guy? I don't know if I would get, I don't know if that depends on your relationship with that person. I mean, if, yeah, if it's, it's just like some stranger. I, I cannot, no, no, no. But, but, yeah. but that, I mean, is that a legit, like, let's say that there is another context to this, but. Like, 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 there is an appropriate context to this. It's like, you know, your really close friend and you have got questions about this girl's, you know, uh, 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 you know, actual personal devotion to your friend. You know, is the fact that she only dated white prior to your friend a legitimate cause for concern that you should validly be able to bring up? Or is that basically just misogynistic racism to even say it? I think, no, I, it's in a good relationship. You, you should be able to ask that. Because it's the same question that Asian women ask about white men. You should be able to ask these things about mm. a partner. The racial history of your partner for Asian women is a very like legitimized thing for them to question. And I'm talking about the white guys that they date. But when it comes to an Asian guy questioning the racial history of their partner, then suddenly it's racist, racist misogyny. That's why it's bullshit. That's why I push back <laughs> on this idea that banana ring is a completely yeah. no, that's definitely true. I don't like the word because it's a, it's a silly word. And it's a it's a word that's too silly for the concept that it embraces. So the the worst case scenario of this, right? That's uh, the Asian. We're talking about the worst, the absolute stereotype for this word, right? The Asian woman who uh, who only date exclusively dated, say, white men, uh, wasn't particularly picky about who she dated in that group as well. And then as soon as her quote expiration date got near. Uh, she looked around and saw a ton of yellow guys with solid careers and decided, you know what, this is my this is my ticket out. My objection to my my concern for the guy in this case has nothing to do with race. And it's just the fact that he's being used by a shitty woman. Right. So <laughs> the race race in this case becomes a secondary condition. I would give if, if it were my friend or my brother or whoever in that situation, then I would say just in general, don't let don't let your partner use you. And this actually this goes this actually goes both ways too. Like I would tell women, don't let men use you. Don't let women use you. So I don't know how much of a factor race has to play in this. And this is me giving advice to someone, to someone else, of course. If you are part partnered or thinking of becoming a partner to this person, I I don't think there should be such a thing as a taboo question. See, these are these are nice sounding. This is nice sounding advice, but it basically amounts to racial blinders. It's like, don't focus on the race, you know, just boil it down to something more essential. Meanwhile, using race as a factor is a completely legitimate criteria for Asian women when no, they no, evaluate. I'm, what I'm saying is, I'm not saying don't bring it up. I, I'm saying there's no way for me to responsibly say, to, to have a generalizable but would you give? But would you give that advice? But, but would you give that advice to Asian women? Would you say that there's a problem when, they, when they're like... 
Yeah, I'm, I'm dating this white guy, but he's he's literally only dated Asian women. Like the last six girlfriends are all Asian. That, that there's no question then that the race, you know, that race is an issue in that case. You know, and no one's going to be like, oh, don't 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 fixate on that. Don't fixate on that. You know, you got to think about whether he's a good guy. No, Asian women now have completely legitimized this idea that a white dude that only dates Asian girls is suspect. And banana rank is exactly that concept. It's like an Asian woman who only dates white guys and suddenly wants to get married to you. That's suspect. Yeah, there's even Asian women that will insist that they are the, the white guy's first Asian girlfriend. I mean, I'm just saying there's, you know, you got to start thinking in terms of principles. Why is it that in certain contexts, you know, the issue of, of, of race is so legitimate, but then when it's an Asian guy that's questioning this issue of race, it's like, don't focus on race. Put your racial blinders on. Is she a good woman? Like, come on now. Like, you know, well, this is the everyone intersection else is of, This conscious. is the intersection of gender here. We are coming into a place where uh, male inquiry over female actions is coming under greater scrutiny than the converse, right? This is behind body positivity, right? Why won't you date a fat woman? Why won't you date a disabled woman, right? There is no good male answer for those questions. It's all seen as suspect. Male motives are all are seen as suspicious in this case. So I think this is more a reflection of that general trend in society than anything to do with race. That That's, that's my feeling on this. In principle, if a, if an Asian guy is dating an Asian an Asian woman who has had serial white partners in the past, I would not hold it against him to raise that respectfully with this with his this prospective partner. I think it's a totally legitimate thing. As a broader principle, though, uh, male motives are under suspicion at the moment. Hmm. I think part of what in sort of informs the anger or, or maybe bitterness you could call it i so i agree with you just that so that there's definitely you know the, those implications when an asian woman gets called a banana rank by some asian men the idea the core idea is that okay the woman was free to explore during her younger years um presumably had a great time but then is starting to get serious about her life and wants to marry an asian man right well I don't think that Asian guys would be nearly as upset if they too had that opportunity. They felt like they had that opportunity to explore during their youth. But a lot of the guys, uh, I don't know about a lot, but at least the ones that seem to be active on Reddit on online, they're, they're saying like, I didn't, I didn't kiss a girl until senior year of college. And they basically feel like they never, it's a one-sided deal. They never had an opportunity like that due to whatever various factors, right? And I'm not excusing, you know, again, I'm not using that as a way to say like, oh, these guys are justified in their attitudes. But I think it helps us understand why there's so much bitterness coming from some guys. I was going to get into a spiel. I was going to get into a spiel about this, but we'll, we can leave it at that. Yeah, we, yeah, we can do it. Or, you know, you can write an article. You know, but article space is unlimited. <laughs> If you know what you're going to have to say and you're not going to forget it, otherwise, like maybe even just get it on record. Just so. Well, I'm just saying that, that, that like, like I, I don't think that it comes necessary. Like buying into this idea that this is coming from the lack of sexual success is a, is, is a problem. That's not true because that's never been my problem. And I completely understand the bitterness and anger. In fact, I think I feel it. In, in fact, and sometimes I feel it worse because when 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 you're not fighting that uphill battle, you can see how unfair the standards are out there more clearly. 
So that's why I'm saying, you know, like you took you take a look at you take a look at some of the the Asian American um, stars right now. David Chang said this. He said it wasn't until he became successful that he started seeing how stacked the field was. Yeah, you see, it's it, it actually it's the ones who are struggling that I think actually have the harder time seeing how this is fucked up. Right, but I think the mis I think the the mis the misogyny really that I think is informed by primarily by guys who are bitter that's a fr- that's a frustration at the struggle and the and the and the and the experience of it without an understanding of you know how how it's stacked against you i think the knowledge of how it's a stacked field helps with that but all we get from the other side just honestly with a lot of asian feminists is you can't even talk about how it's stacked and if you want to know why anger is being perpetuated, it's the dishonesty and the gaslighting and the denialism that people like us as Asian men trying to, you know, put a rational narrative around this for people to understand. We get attacked just for that. I mean, it's not only Asian men. We saw what all happened to Yoi Shaw. In case you guys don't know, she works for NPR, the uh, Invisibilia, I think, podcast. She went on uh, Asian 2X, in the most respectful um calm and and caring uh manner wrote this uh post asking for any stories about like wmaf uh relationships that had internalized racism in it then you got you got the the you know seng putterman crowd just totally waged a crusade against her and i think i don't know that it's in limbo now i mean a lot of us here talk to her a great person uh yo if you're listening to this uh rick fans of you we support you um but yeah, it's like even Asian women will get completely dragged through a mud. There's like this newsletter called Slant. Uh, just did this despicable like hit against her for no real reason other than oh she makes me uncomfortable. Well, I mean, I think tensions are at they're high, right? So part of it, I don't doubt that there are bad actors who do want suppression for suppression's sake because it's it's an uncomfortable topic. It would have to get too real. There is also the, there is also a legitimate case to be made that opening. A, a treatment of this subject that isn't pitch perfect, and maybe there is no pitch perfect, uh, does tend to come. Does tend to come with a lot of uh, Oxford. Your your word is dumb shittery. That actually does make lives very difficult for good actors who are trying to put their heads down and do some good work. So I think I, yeah. So. Uh, so it's really hard to tell, you know, parse that signal to see what what's what signal and what's noise. Who are the bad? And and I agree, this this kind of silencing of topics uh, provides a lot of cover for bad actors. It allows a lot of abuse. It allows a lot of uh, troubling behavior to slide. Well, but but I just want to be clear because like you know that we're supposed to be a little unhinged on this one. When John John, when you say both sides, okay, both sides, but one side is on top of the citadel tossing rocks down. The other one is tossing stuff, you know, fighting an uphill battle. That see it's not perfectly symmetrical in that case. So I don't I don't really like ending stuff on that notion of both sides gotta. You know, when there's a tilt that means when there's that's what I'm saying, there's a tilt. There's 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 a slope. It's not perfectly symmetrical. It's not both sides. Yes, both sides engage in shitty behavior, but the context is different on one side versus the other. So so it sounds like Teen, you're making, you're making the case that that Asian women definitively do occupy a different stratum of society. The analogy that you're making. No, no, no. I'm saying that they they occupy a different position in the rhetorical, you know, the the rhetorical and ideological, you know, constant, the language, the assumptions, 
that people have about Asians and Asian women versus Asian men. I'm not talking about how much money we make or anything. like I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the, the ideological construct. I think as a closing way, um, if you people are genuine about resolving this issue, you have to be willing to open a space. Like, okay, like all this harassment, yes, it's terrible. We need to stop it. Uh, but like, are you willing to open up some other space for this dialogue to happen? And if you are, I think that's a very strong sign that you are genuine about it. And I think another thing we all have to be willing is to get a little uncomfortable. It's not going to be easy. And if your standard is, well, I'm not going to ever talk about it unless uh, I'm, I'm never going to feel bad about, like, okay, we all know about internalized racism, okay? Like, we, a lot of us have gone through it. I've gone through it. I'm sure a lot of you guys have gone through it. It's not easy to talk about. We got, but you can't just completely be in denial and just, you can't make it all about protecting your own feelings forever. Uh, so thanks, thanks for listening, guys. Can't say we uh, we came to any definitive answers, but we sure talked through some of it. Uh, that's our uh, specialty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, thanks for joining us for the ride. Hope to catch you next time. As always, any uh, any articles or studies that we talk about will be in the article accompanying this uh, this pod, and our Twitter Twitter handles will be there too, in case you wanted to hit us up. Alright, thanks. Alright, bye everyone. Take care. Bye. When the fighters are all around, all the lovers are underground. No one will save you anymore. So what's happening? What you rapping about? It's a boy. Is it cars? Is it girls? Is it my life?